0: I think at the six months mark, I realized like Ninja Band is not the place for me. I should right. have like left immediately and prioritized my mental health. But uh, I think I was still in stuck in that like corporate mindset of like okay, yeah, maybe it will be hard to find a job. So I kind of like grinded my teeth and like, stayed on for another six months while going through therapy as well. And yeah. so I, I think uh, two lessons. Uh, first. Prioritize your mental health over anything else, and the second lesson is uh, therapy helps. I mean, yeah, yeah that that, sure. that really gave me faith in like how like therapy can can change your life. It it really gave me the opportunity to like you know crystallize like what are my values as a person. Yeah. I think I, I
1: am also, I, uh, my best friend is a psychiatrist. I talked to him yesterday, so I don't have to pay mm. for therapy. I just talked to my best friend. About um, but, uh, yeah. but I definitely value it. Um, and yeah. I read a ton about mental health and psychology and all this stuff is super fascinating to me. The brain is a, is a, a, a fascinating yeah. uh, machine. Um, and, but, and not uh, just the brain too, you know,
0: just like how like, the brain is connected to the heart, to the body, it's yeah. Like, your endocrine it's system. I mean, man. your
1: adrenaline. I mean, yeah. I mean, it all comes from the brain, but yeah, dude, when you have a panic attack and it, it really helps to understand what's happening, right? Okay. My brain yeah. is going through fight or flight. So I just got an adrenaline surge and, mm. uh, you know, i um, just really understanding what is going on, um, or why are SSRIs helpful for, uh, anxiety and not just depression. Mm. It's because it's selective, yeah. you know, um, selective uh, reuptake in, uh serotonin selective serotonin yeah. reuptake inhibitors it's, but anyway it's,
0: it's it's pretty funny when uh, when you asked me like the original like topic of like you mentioned like hey how about we do an episode on how to manage anxiety and literally i'm still like taking like anxiety medicine every night before i sleep now <laughs>
1: yeah but, it's, you know, but see, see other people are too they just don't call it that people that drink a glass of wine before they go to bed it's the same thing man uh, people self-medicate for anxiety all the yeah. time, and they may, right. but they may not even know that it's anxiety. They probably call it stress, right? In Thailand, yeah. I hear the word stress all the time, um, right, and right, right. it's not that they're mutually exclusive, but. Uh, yeah managing anxiety first of all that is managing anxiety taking anti-anxiety meds is a, is managing anxiety right, um, right, right And it's right. not a magic bullet i mean even if it's right. benzos or something like that it's it, right. one you can't take them forever um mm-hmm, and ssris mm-hmm. are gonna i mean they do two different things right one tries to chill you out one tries to keep happy mm-hmm. you know <laughs> juice mm-hmm, in your brain um mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, let me just go ahead and put this out there. I know we're not done. But I just wanna explain very clearly to anybody that has a stigma around mental health, whether that's anxiety or depression or anything else, is to understand that it is no different from diabetes. And diet mm. if you're diabetic your brain, your body does not produce enough insulin, which your b- body needs to regulate and operate. And we totally accept that. And you go, Oh, well, you got diabetes, man, go get your insulin shot. Because your body is just kind of shorting you on something it needs to operate effectively. And if you have to, depression, sorry, please.
0: I know, I, I, I just wanted to add a stat that, you know, like, according to the World Health Organization, the WHO, right? Uh, about, I think, 13 percent of the population has a mental health condition like for example I think like depression was three percent anxiety was three percent so like just just think about like how many people you know at at least you must know 10 people and on average one person is struggling from a mental health issue so it's definitely not uncommon that that's that's Well, it's even more common.
1: I mean, that's it. That totally, that, you know, the WHO is global, right? So, I mean, the other thing is that developed countries have a lot more mental health because if you're struggling to survive, you know, malnutrition, starvation, uh, civil war, you're not obviously dealing with, not openly dealing with, Uh, existential crises and stuff like that. But the fact is that it is ultra common in the United States. Half of the population takes antidepressants. So uh, in a developed country, and we don't have that stigma around it. Antidepressants are Mm. a perfectly legitimate thing to take. In fact, antidepressants uh, are much easier to get and much safer to take than uh benzodiazepines like you know valium mm. or Xanax or whatever so there mm, mm. there is not a stigma cuz it's not happy you don't take a an antidepressant and feel better that's not that's not how <laughs> antidepressants work right you mm, got to take them for weeks and maybe you notice them maybe you don't totally depends mm. but You know, Xanax is the thing where you take before a flight, and in 15 minutes, you're like, man, that feels good, right? (laughs) Um, So uh, it's like having a glass of wine, just a really, really good glass of wine. Um, So uh,
0: I think I think I I need to take down some notes and uh, buy that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Benzo- well, dude, benzos, Ties do not like to recommend benzos because they are addictive and you can't take them for very long. But, um, uh, okay, okay. you know, benzodiazepines, uh, I mean, that really, there's only a couple of things you can do for anxiety, right? You can take SSRIs. Uh, mm. So that's serotonin. You can take SNRIs. That's neuroepinephrine. Mm. That's like mm. well, butrin. Um, that's supposed to elevate, elevate your mood. And then yeah. benzos are the things that instantly make you feel better. If you're having a panic attack, you would mm. your doctor would give you, you know, Valium, Xanax, um, mm, something mm, like mm. that. Um, so that mm. seriously in 15 minutes you would feel better. But like any other magical drug, um, the next time it would be about 90% as effective than 80%. So these are not long-term solutions. Long term yep. solutions are uh, you know, talking, um, therapy, uh, mm, SSRIs, mm. SNRIs, exercise. Uh, just getting your life in order trying to avoid yeah. you know bad jobs and stuff like that so I mean, <laughs> there's a, yeah. there are long-term solutions and there are short-term solutions sometimes you need the short term just to get yeah. you through it so that you can get yeah. to the long term um, yeah, yeah, but yeah I'm yeah, in mean, especially having lived in Thailand for 17 years I am a huge advocate of mental health um, mm, mm. you know it's not it's something that you again as an American you see around you all the time you said you you know at least one person out of ten dude, nine out of 10 of people are struggling <laughs> with mental health. I mean, you don't talk to yeah. anybody and they're like, everything's great. I feel fine. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. li- it's, it's, life is yeah. brutal. Life is hard. Um, yeah, dope, yeah. And so uh, it is ultra common. Um, but just to get back to the analogy of why there shouldn't be a stigma is you we don't stigmatize people who are diabetic and don't produce enough insulin. So why would you <clears> stigmatize <throat> somebody whose brain doesn't hold on to serotonin enough it may Mm. not generate enough serotonin it may Mm, mm, and it mm, also your brain has a reward system it's like here's some dopamine here's some serotonin here's happy stuff that's what joy is right and then Mm. naturally it has to let it out otherwise you just always be happy and you wouldn't do anything so you know it has to literally let it out of the brain Mm, Um, mm, and that's mm. what an ssri does it just holds on to it a little longer it can't create Mm, it mm. It just Mm. says, this brain is not good at generating it or holding on to it. This is just Mm. like bodies that don't produce enough insulin. So, it's Mm. a very simple, actually, you know, it manifests in some really crazy ways, but it is a very simple mechanism um, Mm. that is very much like type 1 or even type 2 diabetes. So, Mm, um, mm, mm. if you think about it that way, you hopefully will go, yeah, there's, there's no stigma around it because... What are you going to do man some some bodies don't produce enough of whatever and so we got to mm-hmm. help it out with medication uh or at the very mm. least some therapy so right, right. so anyway just, i hope everybody just, out there will get some help go ahead
0: uh no i just want to share like my personal experience with like therapy the first time around like for me like since like get my work struggles and family drama like affected my mental health already right uh at least, at least for my case, like uh, since it's already affected, affecting my, ex- affecting my sleep and my appetite. Uh, what my psych did was like, okay, gave me medicine to stabilize, like help me sleep better and eat normally first, and then, and then afterwards, can we start like talk therapy, which is like you know actually talking it out, like why, what's the source of your stress, you know, right. like medicine. Not, not, not for all conditions can medicine be the magic bullet. You know, it's like some, at least for my case, uh, the first time I arrived, it was like, yeah, I, I need to talk this out. Like, why, why is it that I'm like so stressed out? You know, yeah. Right. Just, just want to share a quick, quick, like personal, uh, experience. Yeah
1: yeah absolutely. plus there's short term long term, right? So I mean, if somebody's bleeding out, you know if somebody has a if they come into the hospital and they're bleeding to death, you got to stop the bleeding before you start e- before you even ask why, you know yeah like you you've, yep, yep, yep. you've got to get things under control, then you can take a step back and go, all right, cool, they're not bleeding anymore. Now mm, we can mm. try to figure out the why and try to, <laughs> you know, solve this from a long-term standpoint. But, you know, there's yeah. emergency medicine and then there's like uh, getting to the root cause. And and then, of course, it, it can take a lifetime to try to, to get all this stuff figured out and sorted. Mm. But um, – mm. uh, mm. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. everybody out there realizes that, again, having mental and emotional health issues, having anxiety, having depression, having uh, stress that manifests in poor sleep and poor uh, appetite and all these other things, this is not the anomaly. This is the norm. Mm -hmm. It is normal to have these things. It is more common to have them than to not have them. So right. uh, exactly. whether yeah. that no. falls under the WHO's definition of <laughs> mental health or whatever, whatever, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. talk to 10 people and say, hey, are you 100% happy? Everything cool? Like, <laughs> you're gonna realize everybody's got something, even if in Thai culture, where everybody's supposed to be like, yeah, everything's fine. I'm okay. Like, if you have a genuine conversation with people. And and yeah. I think, again, it's getting much more open COVID. If you want to talk about the upside of COVID, well, downside mm. is everybody started to really suffer from anxiety and depression where social creatures getting locked in, um, was hard on people. Um, and so I think that's, we started to see it in essays and applications a lot more. It suddenly became, you know, 10 years ago, I saw it once every few years and now 25% Mm. of clients are going to bring it up. Um, mm-hmm. And those are just the people that bring it up. I mean, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean those are the only people that have dealt with it. So, right, right, COVID right. did both. It it kind of uh, made things worse for people, but mm. it, it didn't come out of nowhere, you know. Um, yeah. But it also normalized it much, much more. And mm-hmm. so, I think post COVID, we've seen people much more open to admitting that 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 things aren't great, um, and then seeking help for that. Um, mm, at least that's yeah. been my experience in conversations. Mm, mm,
0: mm. Uh,
1: uh, so how about, I, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is actually separate. You were right. We should have taken a break earlier. I'm going to separate this into <laughs> part one where we, you know, just talked all the way through. I want to separate part two into literally, uh, the analogy, you know, the a diabetes analogy. I really want to drive that home. Uh, uh, that this is nothing to be embarrassed about uh, this is nothing mm. to be shame f- feel shameful about like nobody's ashamed that their body doesn't produce insulin so mm. um, uh, again I really just want I think that's an important uh, way to destigmatize uh, mental yep, health yep, issues yeah yep, um, yep and we'll take a break that'll be part or part 1 everything leading up to that part 2 what is mental health um how do you uh recognize it in yourself uh that'll take us to this 1 hour point and then we'll jump back into it uh we can talk uh, about uh pre you know that sorry go ahead
0: we haven't we haven't even got to true money
1: yet, man. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. We're about to get to true money, which I really want to get to. I think fintech is cool, um, so I want to get to it. Uh, but yeah. it's going to set up. You know, it's. I think once we get to the, we're going to do a whole series of things, and it'll take days to do it, right? But we've already talked about yeah. that. So I want to talk mm. about going to Colombia, deciding to take that break from Colombia to have a startup. But your fintech mm-hmm. experience is going mm-hmm. to inform that's the way the startup works, right? Um, mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I don't think we can skip over it, despite the fact that, that, which is why when we say an episode is about blank, like it's uh-huh. not, it's about everything. Every like we're we're having a conversation, and it is complex and fascinating uh, yeah. and nuanced, and and hopefully, i, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm really glad that you were able to listen to podcasts and get a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to get something different out of every little piece of this thing. Mm, so mm, it's a cool conversation mm. plus i always tell myself if no one listened to it i'm having a good time (laughs) so (laughs) uh, i i find your life fascinating i think this is an important conversation you and i could just be hanging out and i would totally still have this conversation the fact that we're (laughs) recording it is just a a bonus so Mm, um let's call that part one and part two uh let's Mm. take a quick break uh maybe grab some uh some coffee and yep, then, yep. Uh, we'll be back to everybody so everybody just know that you actually have part 3 uh, uh with Nat coming uh in just a moment so